Hi, I'm Autumn. And I'm Bethany. And we are A to B Podcast, working on getting from point A to point B through simplicity, organization, and some fun. Okay, why I am Bethany was a little overzealous because I'm very excited about our episode today. It just it came out in my intro. We have been talking about Bethany moving classrooms. <laughs> and today, serendipity came together. I don't think that's the right phrasing, but I'm going with it. The stars aligned. I the stars aligned. We have a moving expert on the podcast today. Did you know that there was such a thing as a moving expert? She wrote a book called The Art of Happy Moving, and we loved the book, and we're so excited to talk about it. In fact, I was reading this book, and I sat down on my desk, you know, because I was going to be taking notes, but I started reading it, and I found myself moving to the couch with a nice coffee to enjoy the book because it was such a fun read. <laughs> that really happened. I believe you that it happened. I just, I'm just picturing it. Like you're reading it, you're expecting, I'm going to study this. And instead, you were in it. You were, you were engaged. I think it was a good book. It was. It was a very good book. And I love the fact that it feels kind of like a full circle moment because we started out this podcast talking about moving and we were talking about moving into my home. And now... We're moving into, I'm moving into a new classroom. I'm moving from a classroom. So I just love the fact that we keep learning more and more about how to simplify these processes. And I loved it. I was, I was like, this is so perfectly timed. How did she know? Yeah. So we have lots of good questions to ask Allie. So on to the interview. We are so excited to have Allie Winsky with us today. She is the author of the book, The Art of Happy Moving, How to Declutter, Pack, and Start Over While Maintaining Your Sanity and Finding Happiness. Allie, thank you so much for coming on with us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you guys. Your book could not have come at a better time. We have been so excited, and I'm going to apologize to our listeners in advance. I have that end of the year summer cold that some teachers know all about. So forgive me, Autumn and Allie are going to do most of the talking, but I had to say, Allie, <laughs> oh my gosh, your book was like this perfectly timed gift because I'm in the thick of it. So thank you. But I, mean, I find that hard to believe that you're going to just sit there quietly. You're right. I can't. I'm <laughs> sorry. You're going to work some magic, like magic voice potion on the editing side, right, Autumn? <laughs> yes. We have tons of questions for you. But before we get started, we'd love to hear a little bit about you and how you became a moving expert. Sure. My husband, Dan, and I moved 10 times in 11 years. And so he moved from Massachusetts to Maryland to Ohio to California, Illinois, to Tennessee, and back to Illinois with a few moves within that as well. Wow. We did several of those moves with our three children. So I had had so much experience with moving that I wanted to start writing about it. And I wanted to know more about than just my own experiences. So I went and researched. My first thing is always going to the library and learning about things. And then after that, I started interviewing a lot of people about their moves. So international moves, military moves. I've interviewed hockey wives for the NHL. So I learned so much from all the people that have moved and hearing their stories. 
Bethany and I both loved the book. And what I really loved was how complete you are. You cover all the factors involved. A job, thinking about where you're moving, what's your commute going to be like, buying versus renting. I love how you shared the mistakes you've made in home purchases and helping kids move. I mean, everything, even settling into your home and into your communities. I want to say, too, that you know how they say moving is so stressful, right? It was like looking at your book and all the elements of it that you're like, oh, no wonder this is so stressful. I think a brilliant tip that you shared was to create a location-specific gratitude journal to really understand what you value in a city. And I love how you kind of shared what you went through. And I just thought that process was so unique and innovative just to focus on that and realize what you love about a place. Thank you. We had moved um, from Chicago to Knoxville, and it was a really tough move because it was the first time we'd moved with our three kids, and we could have gone anywhere in the country, and we decided that Knoxville was going to be the place for us that we would live forever. And as I talk about in my book, that I had done the pros and cons list of, you know, Chicago versus Knoxville. And seeing it all on paper, it made a lot of sense. Like in Tennessee, there's no state income taxes. The weather is great. I'm from Miami, Florida originally. So having nicer weather than Chicago was a big plus for me. So everything on paper made sense. And one thing I wish I had done is thought about ourselves and really what's important to us in a city. And so you talk, you know, you mentioned the gratitude journal, and that's something that I wish I had done before we moved. And so what the gratitude journal is, is to write down something today that is something that you're grateful for about where you live. So for example, my kids can walk to school or they scoot to school. And I'm really thankful for that. That's not something that we could do everywhere. And I love that. And so that would be something I would jot down in my in my gratitude journal. And also to think back, like what has made you really happy. For me, we go to Zany's Comedy Club, which I love in Chicago, or going to some of the theater in Chicago, going to Lake Michigan. Those are all things I would write down. And then thinking of things that you are excited for in the upcoming three months. like So that covers a whole half year of things that you're really excited about where you live. And you can see if this is something that your new city offers. I think that's so neat. Because sometimes, you know, you just live where you are without even realizing what you really love about it. So I think that's a great tip when you're getting ready for a move. But my favorite chapter, of course, was chapter five. I know this is all about decluttering, or as you call it, wait, I love how she named it, the secret to happy moving, getting rid of everything you own. I was like, yes, Allie, that's all you need to do. Just get rid of everything. Okay. And you know, I read the intro and then I immediately went to chapter five. I'm like, decluttering. What does she say about that? So you have this great quiz to look if you're a keeper or declutterer. Autumn's like, I already know what you are, Bethany. You didn't even take the quiz. (laughs) Yeah. So that was fun. And you know, it's fun. You have that throughout the book, little quizzes and just little journal spots that you can write, which it makes a great little book. But yes, Bethany scored keeper and I scored declutterer. But to give Bethany credit, because she did have a tricky situation, because she was moving classrooms. We're going to pretend it's your home, Bethany, because you spent many (laughs) hours there. She was moving classroom homes, and she was trying to declutter, but she didn't know where her new home was going to be. She didn't know what it was going to look like or even what grade she was going to teach. So for somebody who's getting ready to move, but they don't know where they're moving to yet, they don't know what their new place is, what are your tips for someone decluttering before a move when they don't know where they're going yet? Yeah, I think that it's still very similar to decluttering for a move, even if you do know where you're going to. So one of the things I talk about in The Art of Happy Moving is that decluttering for a move is different than decluttering to spark joy. 
One of the main things is to start with the big, heavy, bulky items first because it's expensive to move you know, big, heavy items. So even if you don't know where you're moving and let's say you needed to get a storage unit temporarily or something, just start with the big, bulky items. And I recommend starting with books first because books are heavy, but they're also very easy to pack. So the rectangular is just really easy. So I have this, I talk about it in my book about the way I declutter with my kids. One of the things I did with my kids was something that I call a toy store. And you can do this even if you don't have kids. I will also do it if I want to set things up for my husband. So (laughs) what I would do is I would get all of the toys from all over the house and bring them to the basement. And I divide them up into categories where we'll have, you know, the Barbies and the Hot Wheels and the puzzles. And then the kids can all go shopping. And I give them sticky notes and they run into the basement and they can buy everything that they want to buy. And in the beginning, they buy everything. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've done all of this work to bring everything to the basement and they're just keeping everything. (laughs) But then surprisingly, there will be dozens and dozens of toys left over. And so now I do this for myself too with clothes. Instead of doing, you know, how um, Marie Kondo, she puts all the clothes all on the bed and it's kind of a a big pile of clothes that might feel overwhelming. I do it by subcategory and I'll just put out, lay out all my sweaters and think of how would I, would I, which sweaters would I buy? And then I keep all the ones I want to keep. And it's really changed it instead of, you know, picking up each thing and saying, keep or donate, keep or donate, keep or donate. That is just, you just look at everything and see what you like. And if you have, you know, three red sweaters, but you only wear one, you realize you don't need these other two things. So even if you're moving and you don't know where you're moving, I would still do the same process of decluttering the big, heavy, bulky items first and doing it like this, where you're deciding what is it you want to keep and is important enough for you to keep in your next house. Cause you want to, you're starting all over. This is a fresh start in your new place. And so what is it that you really want in that new space? I am so glad you shared this story because I am not moving and I'm totally doing this this summer with my kids. It was one of my favorite things I read because I thought this was such a great idea. I've already told them about it and we're going to do it this summer. They're excited because we're kind of going into a new phase. My kids are getting older. So there's just different toys that they're interested in now. So we are going to have a toy store. And I love how you say, would you buy it again? Which is definitely a different phrase than would you keep it? And so it does make you kind of question a little bit. That's such a great idea. It feels like something I can absolutely apply in my classroom because, for instance, like let's talk about books, which I have so many books and I love my children's books. I have them divided into category. Mm -hmm. If you look at like my books about transportation, I could lay out just those books and say, when it's time to talk about transportation, I always go to those same five books, right? And the kids Mm -hmm. go to the same five books. And having more books about transportation isn't the goal. You know, I even have lessons about those five books. So why am I keeping like 45? And I'm not exaggerating. Why am I keeping 45 books about (laughs) transportation? Bethany, don't worry. When I come to help you set up your classroom, we're going to do the toy store. (laughs) You're coming to help me set up. Okay, this is news to me. I'm so excited. No, I was listening to your podcast and you talking about the classroom and I thought it would be really fun. I know school's over now, but to get the kids involved in your classroom and to have them get to go shopping because you said, you know, they gravitate towards five or six of them. Yes. Right. Let them do it. And it's just a fun activity to get them engaged in it. 
And I know my kids really like it. It's a fun thing where we're not moving anymore, but we still do it every year. And for people who are doing it for the first time, I do want to warn you that if your kids are, have never decluttered before, it's a learning process. And so when my kids were younger, some of my children were, were more keepers than declutters, and they were emotionally attached to items. And I never forced them to declutter anything. But now over time, they have learned, you know, we've done it year after year. They're like, okay, I, I've never picked this. It's still there. And I will never, I, I haven't used it in two years. I'm not going to use it now. And they've learned a lot. So I think of it as a long-term learning process where I'm helping them once they get to college or they're out on their own, they'll know how to do this. And it doesn't mean that they have to get rid of everything right now. Like that's not the only goal. It's teaching them how, how to do this for the future. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. I like that. Well, speaking about kids, I did really enjoy your chapter about kids and talking with kids about moving because I know as a parent, that would be really stressful for me to navigate that area. And I thought you had some really good advice about making friends and and your tips. I thought it was really just very insightful. And the funny story is your main idea is that kids are resilient. This actually came up in a totally different idea from moving, but this is my daughter's first year of middle school that just ended, and just little things that kind of bothered me. And reading that chapter reminded me, like, she's fine. Like, I'm more worried about this stuff than she is because she's resilient. So it's really funny. I thought that was a really useful chapter, even if you aren't moving, to remember that your kids are resilient. It is amazing. All of the parents I've talked to, every single parent has said that their child is so much stronger after a move because they've done it. They've made it through. They've survived. They've been thrown into a new situation and they thrived and they were they were fine. I mean, it's there's a lot of tears, no doubt, from yeah. um, before the move and after the move for, for several months. But then after that, they, they feel really good. They're confident. And I think it's important for parents to remember that and to not be too hard on themselves. I know a lot of moms and dads that I've talked to that feel really guilty before the move. And I just want to tell them that the kids are great. And I've talked to a lot of adults now who moved a lot as children. Mm-hmm. And they said moving all the time as a kid made them who they are. Yeah. And that they're very confident and resilient and that they are okay with being thrown into any situation. So... I just loved how intentional you were throughout the whole book. But I think the kid chapter really resonated with me for a lot of the same reasons that Autumn was talking about. I was, I was just like what you said, I was thinking about when I was little, and we moved frequently, not as frequently as you. (laughs) And what that was like, and the things that I was scared about, I thought that was really great to have these tools for parents and to support your kids through that. And like you said, Autumn, you saw some tools that you're like, I can just still use these tools. So Allie, what do you think, with all your experience, what do you think most people do wrong when they try to get ready for a move? I would say there are two things that people do wrong. One is they don't, they don't declutter enough before the move. And the second one is not budgeting enough time for the move. Mm. So there was a recent study that was done by Wakefield Research, and they surveyed 1,000 people that were moving in the upcoming year. And 26% of them said that they were going to wait until the last minute to start preparing for their move, which I was like, no, you can't do that. That is, it just stressed me out just hearing that. So please do not wait until the last minute. If you know you are moving, start preparing. (laughs) I have a checklist on my website on artofhappymoving.com and it has a moving checklist that's week by week. So just that is 
really helpful to start doing it in advance. And again, the decluttering, but please don't wait until the last minute. It always takes longer than you think it will. Oh, that's great. And we'll have a link to Allie's website on our show notes page. So when you're moving, I know stuff is always out. I think one of the hardest things for me is staying organized because everything is not in its home. So what are some important things that you do to stay organized during a move? So one is the moving checklist. I think that's to Mm -hmm. just be organized, to know what you should be doing. And again, I've done them so you don't have to think about it. It's already all written out for you. Um, The second thing is just have a folder. It's really just simple. Go online, get a folder. So all of your moving documents can be in there. Any important documents, school records, veterinarian records, like anything that you're going to need um, during the move to have it in one place. Those are two things that you can really do to streamline the process. Another thing, too, is to have your supplies. Get a shoebox or something and put in your packing tape, your Sharpie, and your box cutter. If you have multiple levels in your house, have one on each floor so you're not spending time looking for those items. Just have them all in one place and so that you don't have to waste time being like, where did I put the tape? (laughs) Yeah, have a little container for it to go back into when you're done. I love that. Which, by the way, (laughs) Allie listened to our podcast and heard my conundrum about the tape. That was like such a sticking point. Well, sticking point. That was, (laughs) that was truly, I felt stuck. I was like, but I need this certain tape. I need, and then of Mm -hmm. course, leave it to the expert to say, hey, gotcha covered. I loved it. Thank you, Allie. We'll put a picture of your recommendation in our notes too. (laughs) It was funny because I was listening to your podcast and you know, obviously I'm passionate about moving because I wrote a book about moving, but I didn't realize how passionate I was until I listened to your podcast and you were talking about tape. <laughs> how, how Autumn was like, don't worry about it. Don't stress about it. I'm sure it's fine. I was like, no, yeah. it's not. Right? You need good tape. You need good tape. <laughs> <laughs> so back to my move. <laughs> Where I'm at with my move is I officially checked out of my classroom and I would love your tips for the next step. Now that things are packed up, I found that things are like really organized for the first half of boxes. The second half of the boxes was kind of like put all the things in. What are your tips for unpacking? You have some great checklists around that getting settled, but when it's something maybe a little bit more broad, like a classroom or a space, what what are your recommendations? So I listened to your, uh, I think it was episode one about moving. Our ve- when I was moving to my condo, yes. <laughs> so you were discussing unpacking and I found it fascinating the different ways that you two have to unpack. And uh, I believe it was you, Bethany, that you take everything out at once, right? And everything out. I'm like, so that- I'm like, your advice, please. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's the same way that I do it by by area, right? So I'll have my, you know, kitchen things and I, I will unpack all of my kitchen items and then know where I want to place them before I put them away. Because one thing that often happens is if you're putting your stuff somewhere, it stays there. It doesn't end up moving later. So when you're unpacking your kitchen, five years later, it's still in the same place is what I have found. So I think it, it is helpful to kind of, at least in my opinion, to like look at where everything might be able to go and then put it out in that place. Yeah, I think that's a good tip because Bethany is a visual person, which is why she needs everything out in front of her. Yes. And I thought it was interesting how, Autumn, you had a a system where you would label all the boxes, right? Yeah. Based on, on their importance. The way that I do it is where I have it by room, but then I write everything that's, that's inside of the box. I don't have a spreadsheet or anything of like where mm-hmm. all the box, you know, what's in the boxes, but just everything that's in there. So if you're doing a bathroom, I would put like bathrobe, 
uh, soap dispenser, whatever, everything that's in there. And then for the things that I really love, I would put a heart on it. Oh, cute. Yeah. That's your number one. So that's like your number one box of knowing that's the first thing that you want to unpack. Okay. It's the same type of thing. Just mine is a heart instead of a number. That way, when you get to your new place, you can surround yourself with the things that you love before you start getting into the miscellaneous boxes, <laughs> which is that last minute swipe all ends up in one box. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Autumn, see the numbers didn't work for me. The heart I could get behind. You feel it. I love it. I will say the numbers, I think I could go with like three numbers. I think four was a little, it got a little dicey there with two, three, and four. And we'll put a link to our first ever episode where we talked about moving. This was pre-finding Allie's book. So now now we know better. <laughs> Allie, since you wrote a book about moving, obviously you are an organized person. So what is something that you do daily that helped you stay organized in your home? So one of the things I do daily, if I want to be productive, I make a daily to-do list and I don't do it every day, but I do have it anytime that I really want to get everything done. I make sure to write everything down and then that way I know what I need to get done, but I don't have like a whole weekly checklist where there's, it's not a really long list. It's just the things that I know in my mind I will be able to get done because then I'll have that sense of accomplishment and then I will finish my list. So that's one of the things I do. I also have my meal plans, which, you know, as a mom of three kids, that helps me stay organized. And we have sort of a two-week rotation. So it's really easy to do on the whole year because I just copy it. And it's printed out for the entire year. It's not that we do it every time. And I even have a a little note on there for the kids, like subject to change without notice. (laughs) (laughs) Mom. You said we were having this. No, we change it, you know, whenever we want. But just to have sort of a template is is helpful. So I have a question. For one week, everything is the same, like Monday through Friday. Is that right? Yeah, it's actually for two weeks. So I have 14-day rotation. Yeah, I love that. Copy and paste it throughout the entire year. It'll change. You know, we'll have other meals, weekends or whatever. But just to have something that I don't have to think about it if I'm going grocery shopping, it's already I don't have to meal plan every single week. It's already out there. And if I want to change it, I can change it. Or if I know our activities are going to keep us out late one night or something, I can change it for an easier dinner. It just helps me stay organized. I like that. Just enough variety, but enough to keep it streamlined. Yeah, I love that, too. You sound so organized, but we want to know if there's one area or place in your life that you struggle with organizing. Yes. My least favorite are papers. I really dislike papers. (laughs) (laughs) And I think part of it is that I have a philosophy where I do not get rid of anybody else's things in my house. So, you know, for the toys, all that the kids have to decide, I will not get rid of my husband's, you know, sweaters, like everyone does their own thing. And so with papers, a lot of papers are not mine with the kids Mm -hmm. artwork that comes home, uh, bills or whatever that if my husband's working on something, I'm not going to throw out his papers. So I do struggle with that where it's something that I, you know, once it gets high enough, then I'll be like, okay, here's everyone's divided categories. Let's go through (laughs) them. Do you have any advice, advice on papers? I think that's interesting that you let everybody take care of their own papers. I, I Autumn has a very different philosophy. I really <laughs> like yours, Allie. I'm like, see, don't get rid of anybody, you know, and I'm about to get married. And so I'm like, okay, if he got rid of any of my stuff, I'd be like, oh, no, this is not how we start this marriage. And so <laughs> Autumn is much more like, nope, it's out. It's out. Nope. No. 
Yeah, I don't like papers very much. And so my my tip for papers is just get rid of it all. <laughs> it's a great tip. I love that. But the good thing about your book is that you spoke to all types of people, not That's just right. those who want to get rid of things. This is kind of a fun question that we ask um, most of our guests. But if you had a free hour of your day open up, how would you like to spend it? If the weather's nice, I would love to go for a run and go towards Lake Michigan here in Chicago because it's so beautiful there. Um, if it's not nice, which is often in Chicago when it's chilly, uh, I would uh, sit and read a book. Yes. Oh, my gosh. You hit both Bethany and I's favorite things to do right She's there. She's the runner. Right. I'm the just curl up in. <laughs> we can hang out anytime. <laughs> One of the things that I talk about in the book is about making friends and starting a new community. Well, I did love that part because, you know, as an adult, sometimes it is hard to make adult friends. And I think that your tips that you gave of how to become part of a community was really helpful because sometimes you can just stay in your own home and not realize that you have to put in some effort to make your new home like a community. One of the other things that we'd love to hear about, you you talked about once you get to that community, I loved the gratitude list like Autumn was talking about, but you talked about really like settling into your new community and making friends. And I love that you address that because so often I find with like moving advice, it's about how to get all the things there. Great, you're done. And you really, you know, reminded us that you're not done there. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So this was actually the reason that I wrote the book. Um, we had moved from Chicago to Knoxville and for the first time ever, it was really hard to make friends. And I had not been in that situation before. It surprised me. And I also felt like I didn't even think of it as loneliness because I had my husband, I had my kids. Like, I didn't feel like I had the right to feel lonely. Like, it should be okay. I'm with my husband and kids. Um, but it was really hard. You know, I went from a place where my best friend lived right across the street. All of our kids were best friends. And then to move to a place where you don't know anybody, it can be really difficult. So I had actually started up a business um, before I started The Art of Happy Moving that was called Friend Matchup. And it was just an, like an online website to meet friends when you move somewhere new. And it didn't end up working out, but I decided to write about it because I would get all these responses from all over the world of people saying, I'm in this situation. I've just moved somewhere. I don't know anybody and I'm really lonely. Thank you. I've been looking for something like this. And this was back in 2011 before those apps existed. So I started writing about it and that's why I wrote my blog, The Art of Happy Moving, and then the book. And so I talk about how to make friends when you start a new community because we forget sometimes, you know, if we've been in the same community for a long time, we've had the same friends, you forget what it's like to take that first step or how to just come out of your shell that you know you need to get out of your house and mm -hmm. take a class or do whatever to get out there. So I, I talk about that in the book because I hope to help people with that. Yeah, I thought that was a really good part because you do forget that it takes some effort to make new friends as an adult and you actually get out there and become a part of the community. Okay, I didn't stay as quiet as I thought during this episode, but I just couldn't resist because... I knew. I knew you couldn't do you it. You knew. You knew. <laughs> Allie, I am so happy this resource exists. And you also sent me a message. You saw that I was so excited about the book. You sent me a message on Instagram. Can you also talk a little bit about your audiobook? Oh, yes. So it's Amanda Ronconi is the narrator. If you don't want to read the book while you're packing because you're in the middle of the move. You can listen to it on audio. You can get it from your library on Hoopla and listen to the audio. But she is fantastic. Amanda did such a great job narrating it. I don't know if you guys have heard any of it, but you can hear a snippet of it on Hoopla. And uh, she she was fantastic. And it's really funny to have 
someone narrate your story. Your right? story. <laughs> yeah. So funny where I'm like, wait, why are you talking about my husband? Like, where'd you go? <laughs> <laughs> um, but she did such a fantastic job with the audio. Yeah, Autumn and I are both big audiobook people. And so we love the idea of, you know, I'm like, yes, it's like you're sitting with us as we're packing, you know? So productive, listening to a book and packing. It's great. If we're listening to the audiobooks, how will we find the checklists and the quizzes? So I have heard that there's supplements. You know, I have actually not tried that process, um, but it skips over in the audio. It skips over a lot of the checklists. And so I know there was someone who had contacted me on Instagram that said this was her favorite book that she had listened to all year. And so I thanked her and she said, I'm not sure whether to get the audio or the hardcover. I was like, just check it out from the library. You've heard it. You know, you can just get the book. She ended up buying the book and she said she had no idea what the book looked like, that inside there are all these, you know, beautiful illustrations by Lee Suku, who did the cover and the illustrations inside, and then all of the checklists where it really, I really hope to help people make it be less stressful, where you can take a break, do some fun quizzes, do, you know, some soul searching as you're going through this. So you, you can listen to the audio and then I, I do, you can check it out from the library and just have a piece of paper and start writing down some of the stuff in the quizzes. But um, in the audio, I do think it skips over some of those uh, little quizzes and stuff. We love this tool and we're so, so glad to share it with our listeners. Yes, it's called The Art of Happy Moving and we'll have a link on our show notes page. And Allie, is the best place to find you on Instagram? Uh, yeah, so I'm on Instagram at Allie Wensky. I'm on Twitter at Allie Wensky. I'm on Facebook, Pinterest um, as Art of Happy Moving. And I have my blog, which is artofhappymoving.com. There are a lot of free checklists on the resources page, so you can check that out. And in the blog, I have advice for moving with kids, moving with pets, international moves, decluttering, staging a home. I mean, all kinds of things about moving. And you can find my book anywhere books are sold. Yeah, I would recommend checking out the checklist because they are so well done. You've thought of everything. So check those out. And the other thing, too, that we've talked about is that even if you're not moving, there are so many great tools in here to check out, too. Thank you again, Allie, for coming on with us and for being so flexible because Bethany's voice was going in and out. So we had to reschedule. So thank you, Allie. Well, thank you so much for having me. I love chatting with you guys. so much fun to talk with Allie. I think her tips are great. Maybe I'm a little crazy, but I don't know about you, but I found myself kind of wanting to move just so I could kind of do her decluttering tips that she suggested. (laughs) I know exactly what you're going to do. You are going to go do the store with your kids. I know it. I I said that. Yeah, I know. I know you're but that's like the first thing you're going to do. You're like, oh, it's on. We're doing the store. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was a great chapter. Be sure to check out our website, a to b podcast.com slash 66 for all the links to Allie's book, to her website, and we also have some links to her moving checklist, which is great. And she has a bunch of other checklists on there. And you can follow Allie on Instagram. A to b podcast follows her and she's super active on there. And I love her tips and her pictures at Allie Winsky on Instagram. If you haven't yet, please be sure to tell a friend about the podcast, especially if you have a friend who is even contemplating moving. The book and our interview will definitely be a great intro to the podcast. And if you haven't yet rated us, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review and rating. We love reading your reviews and 
Reviewing and rating is a great way to help others find our podcast too. Bethany, I'm so glad your voice is back. By the way, thanks for listening. And I tried, okay, when you listen to the podcast, I really did try to be a fly on the wall just listening, but I had so many questions for Allie. I had so many questions and I tried not to pipe up too much because I didn't want you to have to listen to my scratchy voice. But thank you. Thanks for bearing with me. (laughs) Well, I am glad you're feeling better, but your voice was not as bad as I think you hear it in your own head. In my head, I'm like, oh, can I stop talking already? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Hopefully you didn't feel the same way, listeners. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now. Bye.